Hello and welcome to another episode of Hireside Chats, a Diamond Pick exclusive podcast that brings together news, insights and views from the front lines of recruiting. The world of work is rapidly evolving with shifting dynamics, emerging trends and changing talent needs. As a recruitment professional, it is essential to stay ahead of the curve and future-proof your career to thrive in this dynamic landscape. Hey, this is Grace from Diamond Pick Marketing here to talk about this special episode which is a replug of an insightful and interactive LinkedIn live session that was hosted on Recruiters Day in April for recruiters worldwide to help them future-proof their careers in the changing world of work. The session was conducted by Raghunandan Patre, principal consultant at Diamond Pick and a seasoned talent strategy advisor. From designing the most optimized talent supply chain systems to building data and tech-driven recruiting processes, Raghu's expertise has helped numerous talent acquisition functions rediscover themselves. He has trained and coached over 8,000 TA professionals, helping them achieve peak performance. Listen in as he explores strategies to help recruiters navigate the changing world of work and build resilient and successful recruitment capabilities. We hope you enjoyed this episode. So today is Recruiter's Day and a very happy Recruiter's Day for all of you. We want to contribute to the community as Diamond Pick and we want to do it in many different ways. And one of the ways we want to contribute to the community is to contributing in terms of thought leadership, ideas. And at Diamond Pick, we do a lot of original research on talent acquisition and other related subjects. So this is one way we want to sort of give it back to the community and thought uh, an occasion of uh, International Recruiters Day was best to do that. So primarily today, of course, uh, we want to talk about recruitment careers and particularly the theme today that we've picked is how do we future proof our careers? First of all, uh, a very fundamental question. Should we even worry about future proofing our recruiting careers? I mean, we all have been in recruiting for a while and we've been growing, we've been doing well. The question is, why do we even bother or talk about future-proofing a career? As far as I'm able to close my positions that are given to me and as far as I'm able to meet the goals of my organization, irrespective of whether you work for a staffing agency or for a, a corporate talent acquisition function, as far as you're able to do what you're asked to do and you're getting a year on your hike, Maybe you get a once in a while promotion in a couple of years. As far as all of this is happening, why should I worry about future-proofing my career? So let me start demystifying that to begin with. The pace at which there are disruptions happening around us is so phenomenal that our recruiting world and the talent world will cease to exist in the current form and shape in a few years from now. And a classic example of that will be ChatGPT. Right? Everybody talks about ChatGPT. And we are all of us are in awe of its capabilities. So recently, I think an international recruiting platform integrated ChatGPT into their platform. It takes the input as a JD on one side, and on the other side, it takes the input of a resume. And very effortlessly, seamlessly, it is able to give you an outcome in terms of whether the resume fits the requirement as described in the JD. Number one. Number two, it even goes on to suggest and recommend the screening questions that you could ask and so on. And what we are told is the whole chat GPT capabilities, you know, are in its very initial 
stage actually and over the next few years there will be a lot more innovation lot more disruption lot more improvement on its capabilities just imagine what it could be capable of in a few years from now the rate of disruption and innovation particularly in the talent world is such that the recruiting roles may not exist in the current form and shape in a few years from now so unless you don't put in conscious efforts towards future proofing your career very unlikely that you will even stay relevant by 2025 the role of a recruiter will be even more complex than what it is today simply because of the way the world is changing i'll give a simple example now there was a pre covid talent world and there's a post covid talent world in the post covid talent world things just changed overnight and all of us know of those days where on a weekend we used to conduct a recruitment drive we used to have tens and hundreds of candidates lining up to take interviews the whole operations logistics of managing the drive and all of that simply became history in the post covid world and today we all know how many candidates are even willing to come in person for a discussion right overnight we had to reinvent ourselves we had to figure out how to do virtual hiring we had to figure out how do we sell the brand even without a candidate coming into the premise all that right now with all the disruption that are happening in the technology talent world in 2 3 years from now things will be very different in the way we will recruit so unless we are not prepped up enough to seize their opportunity you will find it difficult to stay relevant and let's figure out how the whole thing will spanning out for us so this was a very interesting thing that i did last week i just sat down and figured out how will a recruitment role possibly look like in few years from now and i wrote a futuristic jd and this is what it looks like and i would like you to go through this jd in detail and also about how our role may look like so see currently what are we doing it's a transaction in recruitment function where the focus is on fulfillment we are given certain mandates certain demands to fulfill and we go out and fulfill those demands whether you work for an agency or a corporate function the mindset is more or less of an order taking mindset we are told what to do okay these are the five positions that we need to fill by this time and this is the cost which we need to hire and we go out and do that so we believe that the future recruiting roles will involve taking some degree of ownership of the end outcomes of the business that you are responsible for as a recruitment person okay and that will be a significant shift uh, in the whole recruiting world as of now they're sort of disconnected from the business outcomes my job is to fill positions and beyond that i wouldn't want to worry too much as far as my positions are filled within the sls but that may not be the case for too long because see more and more there are disruptions and innovations in the tech world and ai capabilities many of the transaction intensive elements either get automated or will it get into a self service mode i'll give an example here scheduling is a very intensive stage of the recruiting process right and it's a lot of efforts there's a lot of rigor needed to make the scheduling happen and all of that right so now with all the new age tech advancements that have come in it's all self service scheduling and i am at least aware of a bunch of recruiting firms and ta functions who use self service scheduling where the candidate and the interview panel talk to each other on a chatbot and they have each other's calendar being exposed on an app and they get to choose the slot and the interview happens this is just one example so when we have such tech innovations and disruptions happening 
more and more transactions and operations part of the TA process will be taken away by the tools and technology. And I'll give another example. I'm a recruitment trainer. I teach search techniques and Boolean search techniques for recruiters. And I've been doing this for about eight years now. With the current tools that are available in the market and assuming a few more months, the same pace of innovation continues, recruiters will not be required to read Boolean strings. Which means currently there's a lot of pride that some of my team members take in, oh, you know what, I can read a JD, I can identify the right relevant keywords, I can group them and I can build the most contextual search string which is suited to that repository, which is contextual to that JD and the whole talent discovery process is seamless. All of this will be gone in a few months or a year from now because I am personally aware of at least one or two companies which want to make this and it's quite possible and one thing that chai has done to all of us is reinforced you know, the whole power of ai what it can mean to us so many of our current processes within recruiting functions which are effort intensive ops intensive we will be taken away by some of these tools then what do i do with my recruiting manual what do i do with recruiting folks in my team how do I add value to my clients if I'm working for an agency? How do I add value to my stakeholders if I'm working for a corporate year firm? Since your bandwidth is getting freed up because of some of the disruptions and innovations that are happening, I will mean, be expected to contribute to business outcomes. And that's what your future role may look like. As of now, there is an ATS, which even today we talk so much about tech, but more than 50% of the staffing firms or TA functions, they're not automated their processes, even the simple ATS. And we've seen organizations and TA functions investing in ATS, but it's either used as a placeholder to have candidates or at the time of the offer, they add the candidate to the ATS and release an offer. But if you want to retain competitive edge in the current market, you have to leverage tech and recruiters will be expected to be very technology savvy. You will be expected to be comfortable with tech, the way you implement and manage tech to overall enhance your operations and efficiency. So recruiters will be expected to be tech savvy and it's not a choice. And of course, there is a new discipline within the recruiting world called talent intelligence, which is how to use data, insights, trends to our advantage to make sure that we're able to take the right talent decisions. And today, globally, a lot of recruiting firms and TA functions are investing in instituting a talent intelligence capability within their organizations. For example, three, four years back when I used to do these sessions, I used to talk about employer branding, talent branding as a very future thing. You know, we're going to have inbound recruiting momentum, we're going to have recruiting marketing functions. But look at it today, a branding and talent branding function is table stakes today. You can't have a recruitment firm or a recruitment function today and not have recruitment branding capabilities or employer branding capabilities, almost like table stakes. So similarly, a few years from now, you can't be oblivious to talent intelligence capabilities. You have to be data savvy. You have to develop a research mindset. You have to develop a data mindset. So you will be expected to leverage talent intelligence insights to influence critical talent decisions. So your hiring manager may come up to you and say, hey, I have this role and we are anyway in a borderless world, almost in the post COVID world. So when I have a demand, either I recruit here in India or I go to Mexico, wherever the talent available. So if you need to do that, you need to be on top of your data and you have to go back to your hiring manager and say, I looked at the 
demand. I looked at the skill sets based on this role design and looking at the talent density and talent spread. I recommend to hire in Mexico and not here in Bangalore. And we are not very far from those days and we are already in a borderless world. And of course, assess strategic talent needs. I'll give a simple example. So currently we're advising a firm and a fintech product addressing a certain market, SMBs, for the local market, a very defined segment. Uh, they have a larger platform vision now and they want to be a platform. They want to expand their markets. They want to expand the capabilities and all of that. And suddenly they realize that the talent pool that they have can't uh, scale up and deliver what they need, which is a new platform. So the entire talent needs overnight has changed. I mean, the kind of people that they want, capabilities that they need is very different. So unless you are the talent acquisition consultant or a recruitment consultant, if you can't appreciate that and raise to the occasion and assess the need depending on the business context and accordingly go back, redraw your competency map, redraw your job descriptions, redefine your assessment processes for that particular JD. I'm not sure if you'll be able to add value. So consultative handholding on critical decisions. Let's take an example of the banking customer in the US who's offshoring work to India. They may give their job descriptions and say, hey, we want to hire uh, a full stack developer and the full stack developer job description look a little different in the US than the way it looks in India. So as a recruitment consultant, we should be able to go back and recommend the right role design Look at the competitive benchmark, the whole composition benchmarking data, arrive at the right compensation benchmark, what should be the skill composition, depending on the team structure and the construct out here in the offshore. So you will be expected to provide handholding. And why do you think all this is happening? Because the amount of human intervention required will be significantly lesser and it will continue to diminish. Which means if you want to stay in the system, if you want to stay relevant in the system and if you want to continue to grow, you have to figure out ways to add value. And these are some of the ways where you can add value. Today, some of the organizations are not hiring like the way they were hiring six months back. Now I'm in the system, but I don't have workload and we don't have too much demands, but I'm part of the system. I'm being paid. How do I continue to add value and how do I continue to stay relevant? You could do employer branding, you could do talent branding, you could do best practices benchmarking, you could contribute to redefining your interview feedback forms, you could contribute to assessment rubrics, you could do many other things beyond resume sourcing and fulfillment. And that's exactly what you'll be expected to do in a few years from now. Okay. So, for example, how do you ensure that you stay relevant in the market? How do you ensure that you have the right proactive talent attraction measures? which means you need to have your ears to the ground, understand how your competition is hiring. Then last but not least, can you implement a comprehensive employer branding solution? Because that's the epicenter of all the action today, not sourcing. Sourcing in a way is de-skilled. Like I said, I've been training on recruitment subjects for over eight years now. And when I initially started training on recruitment subjects, I used to focus a lot on keywords, Boolean, grouping them together. And operator, how do you source? How do you use the right search techniques on LinkedIn and now slowly but gradually we are realizing that everybody knows it and everybody does it well. It's no more a differentiator and it becomes easy. There are tools which will help you do that. You don't need to be an expert sourcer anymore to be able to add value. You have tools that can do it for you. Uh, the platforms have become very intuitive and user friendly. Right? So it is already de-skilled in a way, sourcing as a function. So yeah, this is Possibly what your role will look like in 2025. 
and this is not a science fiction movie where we're talking about a time in the future this is very much real and this is very much present and this is happening as we speak so if you're not ready for it and there will be a time when you'll be caught off guard this happened a couple of years back in the IT world for manual testing engineers so what happened was slowly and gradually a lot of these companies were investing in automation testing frameworks and infrastructure and all of that was happening slowly but gradually what happened was there came a time when manual testing engineers were just not required to the extent that they were needed in the past and there was a section of this testing community who were just focused on manual testing which was their role and not upgraded their skills they did not invest themselves on learning python scripting or developing test automation frameworks or performance and their employability took a hit and that was a crisis many of these folks could not find jobs for themselves they had to go back upgrade and then come back something similar may happen to the recruiting community and so thankfully you are understanding what it could look like and you have a window of time for you to sort of prep up so what will the recruiting community be valued for one can you propagate the evp so employee value proposition of your employer standing agency and can you build thriving talent communities if you can do that you'll be valued for it so i would like to talk a little bit more about talent communities so can you own co-own talent goals and contribute to business outcomes i gave an example right this is a fintech company currently having a fintech product for smbs now their vision is to go global which means the talent goals have sort of completely changed overnight so as a recruitment professional or a member of the recruitment function i should be able to contribute to this business outcome or this entire transformation outcome then if you can do that you'll be valued for it can you work with diverse stakeholders in a multicultural environment but that that's a nuance that most of us don't have in the sense that in a multicultural global environment with a diverse set of stakeholders working in different time zones matrix structure all of that right can you collaboratively work and this particularly was observed in the sudden covid transition that we had to go through suddenly we were all on zoom and teams and many of us struggled to make it work many of us struggled to collaborate with people when we were not physically present in the same premise and that was a harsh wake up call for many of us so can you influence critical talent decisions by leverage and can you use recruitment marketing platforms to build in more recruitment if you are able to do all of this that's what you will be valued for in the future you will not be valued for your ability to spot a fantastic resume on nokrimo i think we'll have to do that you will not be valued for your fantastic scheduling skills no we don't need recruiters to do that you may not be even valued for your pre screening discussions that you may have with your candidates because we may have tools doing that you have conversational intelligence already kicking in and recently i evaluated a tool where it's an automated call and it's not a human on the other side it's a piece of software the candidate talks in real time it extracts the speech it makes sense out of the response what the candidate gave you and it will pose the next question to the candidate based on what they responded beautiful so you will not be required or be valued for some of these things sourcing scheduling screening preparing those beautiful looking excel trackers 
right? Then what will you do? This is a partial snapshot of what you could be possibly valued for, right? So if this is what you are going to be eventually valued for, you should be ready to do some of these things in a few years from now, and which means your journey to transformation begins today in a way. So I used a couple of terminologies here while talking about this particular slide. One, I used the word called talent community. So what is a talent community? It's a cohort of candidates grouped by either a skill or a job family or, or, or technology focus. Maybe they're all part of a platform who could be potential job applicants for your company, who may not be currently applying for a job right now, who may not be active job seeker right now, but somewhere they're engaged with your brand or with your client brand. And you continue to engage this community through various events and content and job posts and various other things and whenever you have a job that comes up you sort of tap into this talent community and since they're already engaged invested in the brand it's much easier to source from this community than from a job board or a LinkedIn right so talent communities is anything and most of the recruitment firms staffing firms property functions are making investments in building talent communities and you should know the nuance of getting into the talent communities, engaging them and elicit interest from candidates for a given job role if you have. Then I used another terminology here called recruitment marketing platforms. So primarily there are two modes of hiring, outbound hiring and inbound hiring. Outbound hiring is what we essentially do, which is you have a JD, you have a bunch of candidates either on LinkedIn or on your job board. And you make those calls, you do the interest check, you pitch the role, you pitch the organization, you send out WhatsApp notifications, messages, emails, you reach out, do an interest check, assess and get them interested in the role. Inbound recruiting. What is inbound recruiting? You put out your employer branding content, and branding content, you put out short videos, audio your culture content, job posts, you promote your jobs, you invest in SEO, SEM, you invest in LinkedIn ads. So what happens here is you put out content in a manner where people are drawn to your traffic, where people are drawn to your career site and then apply for your jobs inbound. So the whole science of propagating this employer branding content of an organization to various channels and platforms in a manner where you're able to get candidates interested is what we refer to as a good marketing. So this is what you'll be valued for, not for sourcing and screening and scheduling skills. So I know a lot of us take a pride in all of that and you know, it will all be very short-lived. Okay. So let's move forward. So current state and the future state this is a sort of a continuation to previous discussions. So what is the current state? We have an overall marketing strategy and there is one in one corner. There is an employer branding component sitting there. But is that the future state? No. Employer branding will be a very integral part of your talent acquisition function or a part of a staffing firm or a recruiting firm at the forefront of your efforts. And it will play the most important role in your talent attraction in a way. Right? So, current state if you are a staffing agency or a talent acquisition function, what is an order taking mindset? You get a JD and say, I've given you a JD, go and hire. Right? What's the future state that we envision? You become a strategic partner. Some of you may be thinking that all of this may not happen. It's too dramatic. It's too drastic a change. We all felt like that when people spoke of AI, but suddenly overnight chat GPT changed the entire conversation, right? So you don't know. And in the span of 
five six months millions of jobs may be lost world over because of what chat gpt brings as capabilities so don't think that this looks too futuristic it may not happen to me and it may not happen to our company not really i mean it's quite possible so from an order taking mindset you may be asked to play a more strategic role which is why there is a new role called talent advisors which is emerging in fact there are multiple job posts out there which is currently in india and in the us for the role of talent advisors go look at their job description then you'll you'll be able to relate to whatever we're discussing today so currently we manage recruiting process and as when recruiting processes and platforms evolve many of the current elements either get automated or they become self service and if that self service element increases in the recruitment delivery platform then more and more will be expected to collaborate with hiring managers co-owned outcome so currently the way that recruiting forms and dia functions are built is on the layers of efficiency and effectiveness how quickly can you do how efficiently can you do metrics interview to offer ratio screening shortlisting rate offer joining ratio but the future state will be the key foundational layers will be around experience which is unless you are not able to deliver exceptional experience to candidates and your internal stakeholders and your customers you will not stay relevant in the current markets so currently tech as seen as a lever for automation and basic process efficiency future state is tech will be seen as a lever to enhance or build a comprehensive service delivery platform and enhance overall stakeholder experience so what's the difference difference is in a platform led approach in the platform led recruiting world there's a lot of user driven experience which means instead of a hiring manager or a client sending you an email with a jd it could be a scenario where i log into a platform i drag it up jd it quickly does a parsing it identifies the key skills it builds a skill map it builds a sourcing guideline document and there's a pre-screening template that gets generated there's a feedback form that gets generated and there's a sign off happening between recruiter and the hiring manager on the overall strategic on the overall sourcing approach and it has a backward in- integration with the talent intelligence data to, to tell you instantly whether there are these candidates available in the market i'm not talking about a future state 10 years from now with the kind of innovation that is currently in progress in the talent world it could happen in next one or two years and that's what i mean by leveraging technology to enhance the overall service delivery capabilities a platform led approach to the recruiting world so currently 85 90% of our closures happens through candidates whom we have sourced as recruiters and maybe 5 or 10% uh, the people who apply to your career site people who apply to your job ads they go up to 50% in a few years from now which means there will be a lot of dependence on recruitment marketing function and recruitment marketing uh, function will actually assume more importance so we'll get more attention we'll get more investments So recruitment is marketing and if you don't see yourself as a marketer you are absolutely the wrong profession i can tell you that much very clearly and you have to wear a marketer hat and there is no other way to stay relevant i mean you think from a employer branding angle you should think from a point of view how do i sell this job how do i stand out from my competition i have a 3 minute window with candidate in a call so it's like this if you don't think like a marketer 
when you make that call and if you have a 3 minute window with a candidate when you make that call all that you are bothered about is okay are you looking out does the jd work well for you do you have the skill sets maybe your current comp expected comp you know this period and some of these basic hygiene questions because you are thinking like a marketer and you have a limited 4 5 minute window but if you think like a marketer you will say hey you know what i just have a 5 minute window how best can i leverage this 5 minutes with my candidate to ensure that i am able to grab the maximum mind share i am able to pitch my client my brand to the candidate in a manner where i get the candidate to invest himself or herself in the entire process and this is how a marketer thinks and that's exactly how you will be expected to think or you should think if you want to stay relevant in a way and recruiters so it's like this right post covid what happened all the interviews gone virtual which means your candidates they're not coming out to your office they're not coming you're not taking them around showing your fancy cafeteria and fancy office and expansive reception area with all the happening decor you know no, no. it's a teams or a google meet window and that's all and there was a joke that i heard you know my client recruited an engineer during the covid lockdown time virtual onboarding happened and they stayed remote all through it's been whatever years and there was an event and the employee was expected to come and this engineer actually landed up asking at the address of the office after 2 years of having joined the company employees are that disconnected so unless you don't deliver exceptional experience for candidates or for employees you will not be able to command that mind share from your candidates or employees so that attraction has become a very interesting conversation today so since the recruitment efforts have become virtual which means both inbound and inbound recruiting efforts there will be a balance and candidate experience is the most importantly if you are able to deliver exceptional candidate experience during your recruitment processes today you will have the competitive edge over your competitors in terms of your ability to hire i'm introducing another word called design thinking and of course there's a lot of content out there you can go read up there's a lot of free courses a lot of udemy courses available on design thinking and anybody in the recruiting world today i suggest that you make those investments pick up the design thinking skills figure out how you can apply design thinking principles to improve your recruiting processes organizations will fully embrace hr tech or currently when we talk about tech in the recruiting world we mostly land up talking about ads and the conversation stops there and it may not necessarily be the case in a few years from now so whether it's communication whether it's onboarding whether it's talent discovery whether it is interview experience tech will be used across the process there will be multiple technologies coming together creating a comprehensive hr tech stack for organizations and conversational intelligence and chatbots particularly will be used extensively in the recruiting world which means if you want to stay relevant in the recruiting world you should know how to use technology to your advantage to bring in more efficiencies to deliver better hiring outcomes to deliver better experience for your stakeholders and candidates you have to be tech savvy i don't think the any of us have a choice anymore in fact something interesting is happening in the healthcare world and if you are a doctor today and if you are not tech savvy you would find it very difficult i mean forget about recruiters medical professional doctors are being challenged and medical professionals who are not tech savvy will find it difficult to stay relevant and there's no question that the recruiters will not face this right so what should you do now okay we have discussed lot of ideas discuss future scenarios now what should you do now it's simple 
become a marketer embrace tech and gain deeper understanding of your client's business if you see a marketer or a branding professional and there's something distinct about their personality they're very expressive they're very articulate slightly lower on inhibition very confident very assertive so we're not talking about a skill set here we're almost talking uh, of a personality makeover right and that is a difficult journey one it's easy to say that become a marketer but the journey to becoming a marketer is rather complex effort intensive takes a lot of effort because from a recruiter to a marketer the transition of a journey is just not a transition of skill sets it's almost a personality makeover let me give an example of what do i mean by gain deeper understanding of the business like this if somebody comes to me today let's assume i work for a starting firm as a recruiter and a client of mine comes to me and says hey ragu i want to build i want to hire a two full stack developer then i would like to ask questions around the tech stack i would like to ask questions around what are they building i would like to ask questions around what markets are they addressing uh, are they building an application are they building a platform what's the scale of the platform that they are building what's the construct of the team accordingly i'll go out and try to identify the most suitable best fitting candidate for me to have this kind of conversation with my client i have a very deep understanding of the business that my clients are operating in it means you know what a tna model is you know how the teams are structured you should know how agile and the scrum practices actually manifest in the way the engineering teams are structured what are the engineering practices what actually happens in the whole technology world how the products are built why they hire the way they hire what technology is used for what unless you don't have a deeper understanding of some of these things you will never be able to have a deeper conversation with your hiring manager or a client so today the differentiation is your domain knowledge the differentiation is not your recruiting skills and let me tell you that very clearly and i can very confidently tell you this in a way because uh, a simple example of that will be we conduct something called as a recruiting boot camp it's a five day boot camp a fresher gets in in about five days we teach boolean we teach x-ray we teach basics of branding we teach gdd construction we teach pre screening equipment analysis now two three weeks of post training the person is up and running fantastically three months the person is a pro as far as these skill sets are concerned then why do i need an experience resource if i'm able to teach all of this in a matter of 3 months so what i need is market context domain context or context what kind of teams that the hiring uh, manager is building what kind of candidates best fit and what does jd mean what are the kras what are the competencies so this is the differentiator we need a recruiting folks with the deeper understanding of the business of the domain of the markets and that's the real differentiator so embrace tech gain deeper understanding of the business and this is exactly what you're expected to do so look at how your future skill map could potentially look like it's almost scary and like i've said this is not a science fiction movie right this is real this is present this is happening as we speak and the whole transition to this future state can be very rapid and it can happen in 2 years it can happen in 3 years it can happen in 1 year depending on how things change in the technology world right and this is your future skill map
and yeah go back do a simple reality check do a self assessment figure out where you stand and start making investments in yourself see sometimes your employers may make those investments on your behalf they may take interest in your capability building skill building career development and all of that and sometimes it may not happen from the employer and most of the times it may not happen from the employer actually in a way so you have to assume responsibility for your own career progression and you have to start making those investments when i say investments i'm not necessarily talking about money one hour a day of learning is a given and if you're not investing at least 60 minutes in a day for learning i have my own doubts if you will be able to stay relevant and is it only about the recruiting absolutely not and let me tell you it does not matter which industry which role which function you are part of if you are not investing in learning upgrading yourself you will not stay relevant see i'll tell you in early 2000 2001 2002 2019 guy i learned java i knew jsp i knew servlets i knew ejp and for about 10, 12 years, I stayed relevant. I used to learn some new version, some new library got released. I learned it or somebody taught me. I was able to stay relevant. Then this whole full stack revolution happened, right? Then early days, people knew JavaScript, some Angular, some React, some basics some build and release DevOps. And for a few years, people stayed relevant. Today, the rate at which these platforms and frameworks and tools are evolving. If you stop learning for six months or one year, next year, if you come back, you will not stay relevant. And that's the pace at which things are changing. And something similar will happen in the recruiting world as well. So yeah, the message is clear. Invest in yourself and take ownership for your career progression and be prepared for the future. Of course, this is a very exhaustive list. And if I have to talk about each of these skill set, that itself is a two, three hour conversation. But I would like to pick two or three defining skill sets from this overall future skill map that is out here. The most important and most defining skill set in this is storytelling. And in fact, if you go out and do search on storytelling in recruitment, storytelling in digital acquisition, you will see a bunch of articles, videos, courses. In fact, in the US and in the West, storytelling and talent attraction is one of the most expensive. Eight hour boot camp will cost you some $1,200 or $800. That expensive. Yes, in my opinion, storytelling will be your most defining skill set. And that is something that all of you should pick up. Talent and empire branding and talent intelligence. These are, in my opinion, the most defining skill sets for a recruiter of the future. And of course, everything is important. It's not that anything is less or more, but particularly these three skill sets are very defining because they are your multipliers. For example, if you give me a recruiter today, even with two years experience, who is exceptionally storytelling, who has a handle on employer branding and talent branding aspect of the recruiting function, who knows how to leverage talent intelligence. You give me hundred of them, I'll recruit because there's enough work for all of them. But if you're going to give me a recruiter who knows who can do some screening, who do some social and do some efficient scheduling, I have no jobs for them. 
because the current needs that our customers have is very different than what they used to have earlier. With that thought, I'm going to stop. There are a few questions coming in. I'm learning Boolean search. Can you share some courses for Boolean search or X-ray search? Okay. <clears throat> well, uh, there is enough open learning content available on YouTube, actually, on Boolean search. So there are a bunch of them. And there are some websites. In fact, if you registered for this event, I'll ask my marketing team to share a list of resources with you, Harish, which can be helpful for you to learn Boolean search. There are a bunch of websites and there are a bunch of YouTube channels which teach Boolean skills. As a fresh out of college, how can I set myself apart to stand out in this ChatGPT world? Rather interesting question, Vipin. See, uh, of course, we are in a ChatGPT world and I can't deny that. Develop deeper understanding of the business context. That's the only way you can set yourself apart from everyone else out there. Whichever market you're operating in, there is a customer world. There is a customer's customer world. For example, if I recruit for an IT services company today, that IT services company is my customer. But IT services in turn is servicing their customers back in the West. It could be a bank or it could be an automotive company or whatever. Understand your customer's world and understand your customer's customer. Understand the business context. Understand the business world, where it operates, macroeconomics, macro technology world, what are the factors, you know, all of that is basically business context, domain context is how you will set yourself apart in the ChatGPT world. Yeah, Arvind is asking a question here. The future skill map looks all good, exciting, all of that, but how do I know where I stand and how do I assess? Well, I hope there was a simpler answer to this question. It could have been, okay, take a diagnostic test and figure out where you stand. But unfortunately, there are no such self-assessment tests out there to say where you stand. So answer is very simple. Be part of talent communities, talent acquisition communities in particular, which give out thought leadership content. It could be Boolean back belt. It could be recruiting toolbox. Similarly, Listen to a podcast, a bunch of podcasts, videos, and read thought leadership content, white papers on talent research in a given week. Then as and when you consume more content, then you will start developing awareness of where you stand, what you know, what you don't know. In my opinion, that's the best way of benchmarking yourself or assessing yourself on where you stand. Pin says something, if I'm hiring a fresher, do you feel relevant skill or grades which is more important? If I'm hiring a fresher, all that I look for today is learning agility and emotional resilience. These are the two most important attributes of an individual that I look for when I'm hiring for any role. So learning agility and emotional resilience are two million dollar skill sets that all of us should have today. Is there any assessment test for recruitment? Unfortunately, there isn't. We want to roll out a test like that. I don't know when, but we'll try and roll out one at the earliest. Okay, folks, we've come to the end of the session and I hope you all enjoyed. Happy International Recruiter Day again. Keep rocking. Invest in yourself. Most important, don't stop learning. Learning to learn. Please develop that skill. There is a book called Learning to Learn, which was very defining for me. Thanks again. Have a wonderful weekend, all of you. And that brings us to the end of the show. 
To all those who tuned in, thank you for listening to Hireside Chats. Join us again next time for another episode as we continue to bring you the latest and best from the recruitment world. Find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't miss a single episode. Subscribe to Hireside Chats today and don't forget to leave a review or share on your social media channels to help us reach as many years as possible. Until next time, stay tuned and thank you for listening.